You are now listening to Carly's Couch. I'm Carly. And I'm Lex. In this podcast, we discuss a wide array of topics about life and how to live your best life. Whatever that looks like for you. Hope y'all enjoy. This week on The Vouch, we're talking about burnout. But this isn't your typical burnout discussion. Our ways to deal with it is not just self-care. So if you're feeling exhausted by what you have to do or you feel like you're never doing it enough, this week is for you. Sure is okay. for me too, Carly. <laughs> this is for me as well. <laughs> Perfect timing. Shout out to Definitely. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's weird because I feel like lately, I don't even know if I would call it burnout, which is, but maybe it is because we'll talk about like what burnout really kind of means. When I think about burnout, I think about being just tired and feeling like there's just too much going on you feel overwhelmed Mm -hmm. or you feel like you can't quite like keep up with everything um and lately like I feel like I've had a little bit more like so if we're talking about work I had kind of a little more to deal with with more people and new projects and things like that right which are sometimes top heavy at the beginning like you gotta do a little more work getting things going and started um and so, yeah, I can identify with this when I, I think you said a friend of yours sent you some videos and stuff about burnout and that's kind of what sparked this. And then we're both like, yeah, this is kind of how we're feeling right now. So we should talk about this. Absolutely. Shout out to Janae, um, one of my line sisters for sending me this information. She listens to the episodes and um, I was intrigued because the title of one of the one of the pieces that she sent me was like the cure for burnout and in parentheses Mm -hmm. it was like hint it's not (laughs) self-care and I feel like we always talk about self-care but in life everybody is like oh self-care is the answer for everything and it it just can't be like I think that that's completely unrealistic and I really like that approach so I was excited to dive in to this as well because I feel like the pandemic and then transitioning back into work after being at home and just mm-hmm. how the world is kind of changing adds an extra layer of stress that we have to deal with. And so it's kind of like a new level of burnout that people are reaching, I think, both mm-hmm. personally and professionally. And then even thinking about it, like after spending like a year and a half not being around people, all of a sudden you're back around people. And like, how does that feel to like, put back on this facade and networking and smiling but, and also too I think it's like like you said it's a different type of burnout also because even though we've been apart like physically it, it doesn't it feel like we've been having way more meetings and like it's like dog it's a zoom call or something like every like 30 minutes and it's like yeah, my whole day is just talking even though I'm not like with people with people um you know it still feels like kind of draining and like you're always in meetings like there's almost more meetings because we want to make sure you know, we're having these conversations, but also it's like, okay, and I also have to do my work, and I feel like I noticed people emailing me much later, and like, you know, things coming in at like seven, eight o'clock, and it's like, guys, like, y'all can chill, like, why are we still working, why are we still thinking about things, and it's because you've been in meetings all day, probably, but I've seen a lot of people say that they feel like they've been working almost more a little bit now. Mm -hmm. Working more and also just being more exhausted. There was like a Gallup poll recently with workers and I think it was saying that um, of the people that they surveyed, 58% of both Gen Z and millennial workers are exhausted and are Mm -hmm. experiencing like higher levels of burnout. Um, So I think just across the board, it's just kind of wearing down on everybody. And when I look at my social media, a lot of times people are just tired. (laughs) I'm tired. I ain't got it. 
Yeah, I'm tired of feeling tired. So then when we say self-care, because that's what's like, listen, like Carly, and we were both on the same page, like, let's not do another episode where it's like, oh, we're burnt out. So let's go like, you know, take a shower or write in your journal or, but I feel like those things are important. But what else, what else is different if it's like, you're not doing self-care? Isn't anything that's like good for you and refreshing your body, isn't that still considered self-care? I think I think it's self-care. I think it's self. It's kind of like the dilemma of toxic po- positivity in the sense that journaling mm-hmm. is great, therapy is great, exercising is great, taking walks in the sunshine, all of these things are amazing and still sometimes they're not enough. And so it's recognizing that that is a foundational piece of your life and you should be doing that mm-hmm. to maintain like a um uh-huh. mm-hmm. like a balance, but then also recognizing that you know, we're kind of in unprecedented unprecedented circumstances right now. So there are other things that need to be happening and in addition to this self-care. Mm-hmm. And I think also that's kind of like society's way of putting it back on us. Well, if you took better care of yourself, you wouldn't be exhausted. And mm-hmm. it's like, no, bro, like actually I'm doing everything that I fucking can and I'm still tired. Yeah, like, and I think that's way. what makes it weird. That's what even makes it feel even more burnt out. Or like for me recently too, because it's like, all right, I'm doing the things. Like I take time every once in a while. It's like, yeah, I'm done working or like I'm chilling, I'm watching Netflix, I'm gonna do other things. But it's still like I don't know how to identify why I still feel blah or like you know it's like it's just not it. So what what are we talking about today then specifically with dealing with burnout? We're talking about burnout, and I think it's important to talk about what it is because I think sometimes you can be tired and exhausted without being burnt out. And so, um, in all of the research and things like we read and watched, there's like four components of burnout. And mm-hmm. so, the first one is depersonalization. And this is a separating of yourself emotionally from work or things that you're doing. So, the moment I like that one a lot. Yeah, the late, so there was this YouTube video, I think it's like a TED thing. But the lady was talking about uh, that being a sign of burnout. And I could immediately identify with that because it's like all of a sudden you don't really feel like the purpose or like the the cool feelings about work. Like, And it's weird because it's like, man, work is better than ever and new clients and all that. And it's like, I don't really care. In my brain, for some reason, like all of a sudden it's like, I don't really care about this right now. I'm like, I'm not into it, you know? And I think that's mm-hmm. kind of it. Like you kind of separate from like, feeling like this is what you need to be doing but nothing has changed per se so yeah and you can still be doing work that you love like I don't want this mm-hmm. like to be a miss a misnomer like oh if I do what I love I'm never gonna feel this no that's not right. true right. like you can have your dream client at the end of the day like we don't even want to work so it's like let's <laughs> Nobody not even wants to work. right right <laughs> Um, So I think that's the first one is depersonalization. The second one is you have a decreased sense of accomplishment um, or a Mm -hmm. feeling of being less effective. So it's like, man, I have all these clients, I'm doing all this stuff and still doesn't Mm -hmm. feel like it's enough or you still don't care or you're doing, you're being more productive and doing better work, but you're feeling less effective in like all Mm -hmm. of the actions that you're putting out there. Mm -hmm. And then the next uh, component of burnout is emotional exhaustion. And I feel like um, we definitely talk about that quite a bit. And I understand like what that feels like too. It's just like, yo, I'm just, I just feel tired. And then I think especially too, as women, uh, women a lot of times will feel that exhaustion feeling because I think we're more nurturing across the board where it feels like, you know, we kind of want to make sure our friends are good or your family, you might have kids. Um, and I don't know, maybe, maybe this is, you know, me being sexist, but I feel like women have more responsibility uh, in society. Maybe too. Or maybe we take it on ourselves, and that's the problem. But 
um, just felt tired. Like he literally just felt exhausted. So that's definitely a component of burnout. Mm -hmm. And then the last one is physical exhaustion. It's like, no matter how much sleep you get, if you are exercising, you're eating good food, all these things, and you're still just tired. And I do think that women also have more responsibilities, mm -hmm. whether society is structured in a way that we have to and or we take it on, whatever happens, I feel like we do. And so emotional, emotional exhaustion and physical exhaustion are where women tend to see burnout the most. And for men, it's more of a, uh, and this is a scientific study, it's not like just a gender thing, but a scientific study, men seem to feel it more with the depersonalization. Like that's their mm -hmm. first key sign of burnout. Like all of a sudden it's kind of questioning like, what's the purpose of this? And like, why am I doing this? Um, mm -hmm. But also I remember it's important to recognize that there are so many other things like depression and anxiety. Um, I think those things can feel like burnout. Um, I, that, I was kind of trying to figure that out that day. I was like, man, I just really don't care about anything. Like, am I depressed? Like. And I, mm -hmm. I kept telling myself, I have ADHD, basically. So I remember I kept telling myself, I should, go I should Google so I can, like, see, like, what's the difference? You know, I feel like all of a sudden it gets all kind of cloudy. Like, am I just burnt out or am I, like, over it? Like, what is going on right now? But um, I remember that she said burnout is not necessarily when you, like, yo, I don't want to get up today. Like, that could be something more serious and that could be something different. Um, but burnout is more conditional. Like, burnout can be, like, a period or what I'm going through right now. And that burnout is more so, like, you can show up for work. Um, like so you can you can get up you're doing the things but you're thinking like man I don't why am I doing this or I don't want to do this you know so it's a big difference versus there are times when you're like yo I, I don't got it in me like I can't do anything right now I don't want to talk to anybody um, and so recognizing kind of a difference there as well when we're talking about burnout I think is important it's huge and um, my therapist always asks like he when I'm like confused because I think I have ADHD also but that's a sidebar mm -hmm. um we should probably have a therapist come on and talk about that where somebody yeah, specializes yeah. in ADHD that'd be cool yeah but um instead of trying to learn from Instagram pages you, <laughs> because I every time yeah yeah I'd be like oh like because because they'll be like uh you know when you're ADHD you don't like uh like loud sounds all the time I'm like that's why I'd be mad annoyed anytime like when you hear somebody going through their stories and stuff I'm like yo turn it off like I, and then I'm like I, I don't do that but anyway, that, we definitely are on a sidebar, but there's a lot of like things that connect to it besides just you being all over the place. And it's very interesting, like how many things connect to some of these conditions or some of these yeah. kind of labels here. And being neurodivergent in general, like, you mm -hmm. know, just not doing things the typical way. So we'll definitely have mm -hmm. somebody on to talk about that because um, I'm very intrigued, but I want to do more than just like Google it or look at it on Instagram mm -hmm. or TikTok. Um, but my therapist always asks, you know, are you able to get things done in the day? And so that's why mm -hmm. I like that differentiation. He was like, okay, you have all these overwhelming thoughts or you're tired or you're anxious, but did it stop you from doing what you had to get done today? And not like mm -hmm, our mm -hmm. million thing to-do list, but the things you had to, did you show up for your meetings? Did you do, you know, X, Y, and Z? And it's like, well, actually I did all those things. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Then it's not as serious, but it's like the moment that it mm -hmm. stops you, like to where you can't get out of bed, to where you can't show up and like be yourself in life is like a hint. You should probably talk oh. to a therapist. You should probably talk to, reach out to somebody because the moment it starts like impeding your life is when there's a signal that it's a different issue. That makes sense. So it's like, don't put depression on yourself or certain things on yourself. If it's like, yo, you may be going through it, but you're going through it. Like you're, if you're still making the moves, it may not be all of that. That's a, that's a good way to think about it. And in that case, now I'm like, oh no, then I was, you know, I was still getting up and doing it. I was, I was like, Ugh. like, I don't want yeah. to do this, but I was doing it. So, so we could yeah, be burnt out. Um, You're not or you could just be, it. 
Yeah, or you could just be a very high-functioning, depressive person. So I'm not saying it's not if you can. She said, yeah, girl, go get checked out. <laughs> look, but I, look, regardless, go talk to somebody if you feel like, you know, it's uh, struggling. But um, in addition to just defining what actual burnout is, something else that I really liked that they talked about in um, this TEDx talk is how our stressors and our stress are indicators of, like, how we get burnt out. So, for example... Mm. Like, um, you get stressed about something at work, your body reacts, you start to feel overwhelmed and then you go home and then you have to deal with your kids. And so what happens is we get stuck in these cycles of stressors, but we never actually allow ourselves time to process and feel safe. Mm -hmm. And so the stress cycle, like anytime we get stressed by something, our body perceives it as a threat. Our body reacts with fight, flight, or freeze. And then we have to signal to our bodies that we're safe. What happens in current day um, is we're not getting chased by dinosaurs. We're not, you know, having to fight for our lives, hopefully, like in, with whatever's going on, but that we stay in a constant state of stress because we never slow down enough to allow our body to process those stressors or emotions. And so what happens is those stressors build up and our body gets stuck in the state of reaction to stress. And so we're never able to calm down and feel safe. And if your nervous system stays on like high alert all day you're going to be exhausted you're going to be more mm -hmm. irritable you're going to be less effective and so thinking about that like whenever things happen do you allow yourself time to process what's going on but what does that mean like processing what's going on because when we think about uh like phys physiologically I think mm -hmm. that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, that's right. Like when we're talking about, you know, the adrenaline in your body and the things that are happening mm -hmm. when you're stressed, technically, right? My mm -hmm. thing I always think about is like, all right, just stop and like take deep breaths. Like when you hold it a little bit longer and let it out a little bit longer to tell your body like, yo, we're good. Is that processing it? Or is there even more to it than that, you think? I would say it's both. So in my, in my like teachings uh, as a dynamic mindfulness instructor, part of it is physically getting your body out of that fight, flight, or free state, which is stopping, mm -hmm. breathing. If you can slow down your breath, Probably your body telling knows. yourself like, I'm safe, I'm good. Like, yeah, but you have to do that. And like, think about how often we get stressed out by a meeting, by traffic, mm -hmm. by our partners, by our friends, and we don't take time because we're running from thing to thing to thing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So at the end of the day, we have this buildup of stuff that's like stress and it's so heavy in our bodies, but we can't even process because we don't even remember the first thing that happened. Like mm -hmm. we're just trying to make it through the day. And so I think it's not like a cure all, but making sure you can take that time, whether it's to do those deep breaths, to meditate, to talk to a therapist, to process, write down mm -hmm. in your journal, whatever it is. Like all that's, I think when those little self-care exercises can come mm -hmm. in and help you process and let things out. So, this is starting to make more sense than when we talk about it this way that why you know just self-care and like lighting a candle isn't gonna change your body like it's literally mm -hmm. dealing knowing how to deal with your body and I think it's so interesting that I, like you don't grow up talking about it like that or or learning that or thinking about that um so what else is part of that process man so real quick on on that it's so interesting like if you ask someone like, oh, does someone teach you how to deal with your emotions mm -hmm. or with stress? No, no, yes. nobody it's did. It's never a yes. <laughs> it's never but a I, yes, but. I see a lot of parents now who like, they do that. I'm like, damn, like, I wish I had that, but we just like got trouble or, you know, it's like, whatever. 
Yeah, and I think that's why, right? Because now we realize we have all these emotions and we're in a mm-hmm. space where we actually care about our mental health and we're not mm-hmm. just going to do whatever you want us to do until mm-hmm. we die. We're like, actually, no, we want to feel good too. Thanks. We understand like that it's connected to like your mind and your body and all of it is more connected than I think we've ever, well, yeah, ever before, like really thought about and or had time or could afford to like think about because, you know, probably a lot of us, like people of color, et cetera, like you're living in survival mode a lot of times, or at least as, as Americans. And I'm like, we're getting to a place now with like, oh, we don't have to think about everything from like this struggle perspective. And like, now let's connect the dots of like holistic, you know, taking care of yourself, which is a lot more than what our parents were able to like do. Like, that's just not where they came from. So I think it's very interesting, like the direction that things are going. Um, And it's interesting, like we're like 30s, like learning these things or like trying to apply these things and how we can now pass along, you know, more knowledge around understanding your mind and your body. Yeah. And think about the better we understand ourselves and are able to deal with our own stressors and our own emotions. Like imagine Mm -hmm. that ripple effect into our friends, our family, our relationships. Like Mm -hmm. we're all just rising tides, raise all ships. We're all trying to get better and help everybody else get better too. Um, And that's why it's so important to recognize like this stress cycle and like notice when you get caught in it. So Mm -hmm. we we kind of went through it. So you have like a perceived threat. And so back in the day with cavemen, that was a dinosaur chasing them or a bear Mm -hmm. or something. And now it could be someone slamming on their brakes in front of you on the highway. Like you're Mm -hmm. almost about to get into an accident. And you feel your body like tighten up when that happens too. Yeah, Yeah, that's the worst. When you like look up from a phone or something, you're like, whoa, (laughs) your whole body gets tight. Yeah, exactly. So it's that. You brace yourself Um, for the afterlife. (laughs) Exactly. But also we could also do that to ourselves in our minds. It Uh doesn't even have to be a physical threat. It could be us not getting a project done on time, answering an email or seeing something on social media and getting triggered. And then our body reacts. And then most of the time we either try to distract ourselves, like you mentioned with Netflix, we try to do something else or we're automatically like, oh man, I got to hop into this meeting or somebody slamming on their brakes Mm -hmm. and you're running into a meeting. So you don't really have time to stop and like let your body physiologically know that you're safe, but then also mentally process that like, man, I got triggered and and it was because of this and I'm okay and talking to yourself, affirming yourself. And Mm -hmm, so- mm -hmm. What happens is it just builds up over time. And I think that's probably one of the leading factors to burnout. And that's what those two women, those two sisters were alluding to is like, we get stuck in the middle part of this cycle. We never mm. actually get to the part where like you feel safe, like those self-soothing okay. mechanisms. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it starts so to it, build up. So when we were saying stress cycle, so, oh, so we do know what that is because we talk about it all the time, like how mm-hmm. over time we've evolved to where like we're not getting chased, but we let these other things trigger our body. And so now I understand. So now- to deal with burnout, which we've been talking about, now is it, hey, we need to actually complete this stress cycle in a better way or in a different way, perhaps. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And so, so what, a, go ahead. I was about to say, and so um, they gave a little bit of insight into that. And mm-hmm. then I've added just with some of my life experience, because I actually teach people to how to deal with stress. Like stress resiliency mm-hmm. is something that I teach. Um, and Lord knows I'm trying to improve it in my life as well, but it's something that- Do you I already teach, teach all of this? Pretty like, much. Oh, so this isn't new to you at all? Um, some of it, some of it is like, like thinking about the ways that stress compounds and that is the, the one of the leading causes of burnouts. Like that's new mm-hmm. to me. Like just thinking about how it comes together, but a lot of these things I teach. So mm-hmm. um, when you're thinking about your stressors, if you just take a moment, some, some steps you can do in the moment is to notice how you're feeling and then ask yourself like, hey, what's going on? 
and what do I need? And I think that that's such a beautiful question. I saw a post yesterday from Calm, like the meditation app. It was like, instead of asking yourself what you need to do for the day, ask the day, like, what do mm -hmm. I need to do for me? Mm -hmm. And so what do I want to get out of this? Yeah. Instead of flipping it, what do I have to do? Like, mm -hmm, what do mm -hmm. I need? What do I need? I don't think we ask ourselves that at least I don't that often mm -hmm. or as much as I should. And so sitting, really sitting with yourself, like somebody slams on their brakes, you could have a mini conversation with yourself. Like, yo, mm -hmm. what's going on? I mean, I'm feeling mm -hmm. stressed. Almost got into a car accident. Okay. Are you okay? I'm okay. Like I'm good. Kind of processing it. And then asking myself, well, what do I need right now? Well, actually, I kind of need to cry because that scared me. Okay, cool. Or I need five mm -hmm. minutes just to chill and like be okay. And then I'll, then I'll be all right mm -hmm. to process. But we don't really ever give ourselves that. But if we were to cut ourselves, we, we would give ourselves the, you know, the care that we need physically. Like, oh, uh, I was like, what? <laughs> like, what you're saying. <laughs> I mean, like if, you're, if you're cutting something in the kitchen, you cut uh -huh, your hand. Uh -huh. You're going to go, you're going to wash your hands. You're going to put peroxide. You're going to yep. put a Band-Aid. Maybe Take some care of it. Foreign. Yeah. Right. And so you don't just let about, it keep bleeding. Yo, so thinking about our emotions in the same way. Like whenever something happens, even seemingly small things like a paper mm -hmm. cut, like, you know, physically, what are, what can you do in the moment to, make sure you have what you mm -hmm. need and to help you process through it. But I think a lot of times too, because this is slightly new to think about sometimes and because there's so many stressors in our lives, uh, I think that it's almost something maybe to get in a habit of, of like maybe like every once an hour or like, you know, if you gave yourself like a set time where it's like, yo, let me think about things right now. Like what's been happening, what's going on? Um, because I think often like we don't even realize that we've been stressed or we don't think about it in the moment um, unless it's something super obvious but like you might not think about what's weighing on you at the time or like but you know how we always are like yo unclench your jaw and like let your shoulders down we're always tight but it's like we don't really process it and so I think that until you're getting like super self-aware at that point um, it will probably be good and I want to think about like just taking time you know even if it's once a day like to start but like taking certain times where you really ask yourself the questions that Carly's talking about here um, to really think about like, you know, what happened today? Like, let me process that. And I think one of the important things sometimes too, is just even having that conversation at all. Like, cause we, I think we kind of do it or we kind of might be like, dang, I don't want to do this. And like, but I know I should, and, but I should relax. It's okay. Like we might kind of do it, but like mm -hmm. to really like have the conversation like, yo, how do I feel like right now? Why? And like, what can I do and like really talk it through is in itself I think is part of the process for your body of like acknowledging it you know yeah and I think um I think that's an exercise y'all should try this week is mm -hmm. once a day either we either like I would say probably at the end of the day before you mm -hmm. get tired because you're not going to do it if you get tired so nah, maybe like yeah. when you first get home before you completely wind down like you know how how am I doing ask yourself how am I doing mm -hmm. like what do I what do I need today did my needs get maybe back? during commute time or something too like when you're just kind of yeah. like on the go or something yeah like maybe no music you just like talking to yourself or thinking mm -hmm. or whatever you need to do but checking in with yourself mm -hmm. like you would your partner or your kids or people in your life because we don't do mm -hmm. that we don't allow ourselves that same grace that we do um and in doing it it's not easy like this isn't easy it's not something any of us were raised to do unless y'all's parents did shout out to them it's not anything <laughs> that we were raised to do to check in with ourselves and a lot of times you know, emotions were viewed as like weak or too much, or you were just yeah. told to be okay regardless. And so there's a lot of reasons why we don't do these things. So don't take it like, man, I'm failing, but just know yeah. that like, it's okay to recognize that these feelings might be uncomfortable and that in that, in that uncomfortableness, if that's a word, 
uncomfortable. Discomfort. Whatever. Thank you. I was like, there's a word. <laughs> that's how, yeah, that's how I be though. Damn. I get it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sorry. In this discomfort, like, you're allowing yourself that space to process, heal, and let things go. Because if you just acute, keep on accumulating them, you never let them go. And so I think that that's probably one thing that stops people from doing it because it seems like it's a lot of work. And in the beginning, it probably mm-hmm. is. It's like when you're first learning how to do something, it takes a while. And so just recognizing that, you know, these uncomfortable feelings, the lady mentioned they're tunnels to get you through to the light, they're to get you through mm-hmm. to being, you know, safe and recognizing that, you know, you can let stuff go, but you have to feel the feelings first. Yeah, but sometimes it's hard. And like you said, a lot of things keep us from completing that cycle. Um, And I think one of the biggest things is just not ever having done it before. Um, Not having done it before. And sometimes like for myself, it's sometimes you don't really know how, like, how the fuck do I feel? Like, I would try my hardest sometimes. Like, (laughs) I'm like, hey, trying to think. And like, the more I'm trying to think, it's like, now I feel like I'm just making something up. I don't even know. That's so wild though. to end it because you've grown so disassociated from ever having to do that or thinking about that, but it is so important and maybe it's easier now or, or what's easier for me instead of like trying to force myself to think about like, oh, how do I feel? It's like when I do, like when something's obviously like bothering me or like when I, my body's tight or something, it's like, oh, this is something. And you know, even if you just say this is something and then trying to kind of move through it from there, but recognizing that is for sure important. Um, what do you mean when you say because in our notes here you have when you feel you need more grit you actually need more help what does that mean um so i'll hop into that but real quick if you do have um issues and you're not as versed in trying to express your feelings if you google emotions wheel or feelings Mm -hmm. wheel there's an entire wheel we posted it before with one of the episodes Mm -hmm. that we talked about um but you can go on it out yeah, I do too. I have, I have so I use that, but then I also like I'll I'll be like, okay, I can start from here, and I'm like, yeah, none of these are quite right either. Like sometimes it's still like, dang, I don't know what what it is, but that is helpful for sure. And I'm like, yeah. I feel crazy that I have to pull out a piece of paper and a list of words, but I mean, you gotta do what you gotta do. So <laughs> it is yeah, helpful. It is helpful. <laughs> um, and so and I really loved something that some somebody in one of these things said. They said, when you feel you need more grit, you actually need more help. And I think that goes into self-care is not going to mm-hmm. save us. And that means like whenever you feel like, man, I just got to push through. I got to get all this stuff done at, done at work. If, if I had enough grit, I wouldn't be struggling. I just mm-hmm. got to push through. I just got to hold it Feeling together. like you have to achieve through. Is not, you know what I'm saying? It. And, it's, and it's never it. And it never is. Mm-hmm. And what we could allow ourselves instead of the need to feel like we have to push through or we have to achieve or do all these things is actually asking for help whether that be like someone to hold space, like, or a therapist, or even someone to Mm kind of just love on us when we're having a bad day, you don't always have to push through whenever you feel like shit. Like, I think that that's a big Mm -hmm. thing. Also, it's like, we've been raising this culture, like, if you're gonna get stuff done, you're gonna get it done, regardless, not taking into account that Mm -hmm. whenever you're stressed, whenever you're burnt out, whenever your emotions are so affected on a visceral level, it's actually impossible to operate at your highest level. So no, you can't actually do all the things you thought you could. And so yeah. to check yourself, if you're feeling down and you feel like, no, nah, I should, just, I should, that's a key. I should just be able to do this or I should push through. It's like, ah, how about you try to not do that this time? Mm-hmm. How because trying to push through is part of the reason why you're, yeah, you're messing up, you're burnt out, why you're feeling behind. Like, yeah, that's, I think I got that from um, one of the things like Kyle C said before. He's like, yo, maybe like those issues are the reason why you're not, like you're in a cycle, like you're, you're not moving forward because maybe you need to just chill. 
And that's sometimes when you get like the ideas or you get refreshed and now you can do it faster or, you know, it's just like, yo, you can't force it. You really just can't. You can't force anything. And especially like the older I get, the more into it myself, like things when I was younger, I probably would have achieved through or just pushed. I don't want to do that anymore. I don't want to mm-hmm. live my life like that. I just don't like I can, but I don't want to. It's that whole survival mentality. We can do whatever we need to do to get mm-hmm. stuff done. But if I can do it in a way that feels good and where I feel like my best self, I will take that any day of the week, like over mm-hmm. trying to just force things like I don't want to do that anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's exactly it. So how do we deal with this? Like, you know, new wave of like feeling burnt out with everything that's been different lately and just you know, it just seems like everything from all sides right now, as far as health, things going on with friends and family, like your own work being uh, remote, like all of these things, how are we dealing with that then? So I love how they change the focus from it just being on ourselves. Like it's not always on ourselves just to heal Mm -hmm. ourselves and do these Mm -hmm. things. Um, They challenged us to look at those systems and the cultures that we're also involved in. So for example, Mm -hmm. they mentioned that there has to be a culture shift in the workplace and in the community. In the sense, like the workplace, like it's been like, don't talk about your personal issues, don't bring that stuff to work. But during Mm -hmm. the pandemic, it kind of forced people to bring our personal issues to work because we were working from Mm -hmm. home and had, you know, you can see people's mamas in the background and all Mm -hmm. kind of stuff. Um, And so just understanding that, that everything is holistic and you have to take care of your employees and your teams and the people that you're working with and take into account their mental health. And then also um, thinking about the culture at your house, they mentioned like you can have this really stressful day and everything can suck, but then you come home and you want to be surrounded Mm -hmm. by love. And so very carefully curating your environment outside of those things that do stress you. And maybe home is stressful, but very carefully curating Mm -hmm. who's around you and people that can love on you, give you a safe space to just be, to not feel like you have to show up a certain way or do certain things. So just changing the culture of like where we live and operate. What does that look like though when it's just you? Like, we we just did an episode also on was it the last one on being alone. alone and lonely mm-hmm. and like you know sometimes that's part of the issue too is like man I don't feel like there's a space where I feel love around me or community or you know how to deal with it like and so now maybe I feel even worse because I feel burnt out but also it's like I just have to deal with it myself so I think in addition to a therapist or some professional help like a support group or something like that some other options are learning to ask for help but if you don't know what you need it's harder to ask for help so for example Mm. if I was feeling lonely and I'm like I could call Lexi and be like hey can I just come over and hang out today or can we just spend a little bit of time we don't have to talk but I just kind of want to be around somebody I need to just be around somebody today Mm -hmm. which and that would be way different now that you say like that that would be way different than if you hit me and was like hey what you doing today with the intent of trying to get to a, the part of the conversation where it's like, yeah. oh yeah, let's hang out. Like, I might be like, yeah, I'm working, you know, which is like, which is fine. Cause like, yeah, I'm just working. So it's like, yeah, you know, I'm kind of working. You might be like, oh, okay. Or you may, you know, you may still switch it to like how you feel or whatever. But I think that is very bold. And that is also kind of taking more responsibility in charge of like, hey, I, this is kind of what I need right now. Or this is what I want, which hopefully nobody would be like, no, bitch, get the fuck out of here. Like, you can't come over. <laughs> Figure that shit out. <laughs> Figure that shit out. Yeah. So, um, like, and then definitely be like, yeah, come on, you know. Like, but no, you know, I'd be like, no, I'm probably going to be in a meeting or I'm doing some stuff, but, you know, you can come do your thing. And so that's different, too. I think that that is good. And, like, why not ask for what you actually need and, and say those yeah. things? But if it's not, but, if you don't have somebody close, uh, um, yeah. then you could even call and sit on, like, 
Zoom or FaceTime with somebody and do some work. Like mm-hmm. Stacey Ann and I have done that mm-hmm. before. It's like, she was like, mm-hmm. I just really need somebody to hold me accountable. She's like, you don't mm-hmm. have to talk to me, but can we be on Zoom together? Cause she was like, like, a virtual like somebody work watching me work. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, that's you know, funny. but you have to figure out what you need first. Mm-hmm. And then I think yeah, that's carefully that's curating <laughs> the people around you is like, you know, they don't always have to jump whenever you say jump or be there whenever you need them. But like mm-hmm. having a, enough of a circle to where like, if you tell them like, I really need you today, even if it's just to sit there, like, okay, cool. I can spend a little, I've got like an hour or two. I can spend with you on Zoom in between meetings or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there is probably always an option. Like when you're really feeling like that. Um, and it's just a matter of you taking that action to get out of that. But we talked about that kind of in the last episode. What else, what else is there? Um, dealing with this i would say just practicing good emotional hygiene um there's another great ted talk about emotional Mm -hmm. hygiene in the same way we do personal you brush your teeth every day why don't you check Mm -hmm. in with your emotions every day you Mm -hmm. would bandage up a cut so why would you berate yourself for feeling bad and having a bad day mentally you wouldn't do that if you broke your leg but now you're feeling depressed and all of a sudden you feel bad about yourself and so it's Mm -hmm. like changing our perspective and lens on mental health and then also figuring out what emotional hygiene means for us personally because I don't think it'll mean the same things for everybody like I'm super touchy-feely so I'm be talking about Mm -hmm. my feelings and doing this where some people might not but it's like figuring out how can you check in with yourself how can you do things every day to work towards that emotional and mental hygiene as well like you do Mm -hmm. your personal Mm -hmm. I guess I'm just kind of thinking about that because uh, I feel like a lot of times it seems avoidant when it's like you're dealing with those types of feelings and you just like, like I just want to get away or I just want to take a nap or, but is that wrong? Do you think that that's is, like, are those things part of your emotional hygiene or not really, unless you're really having that conversation with yourself, maybe, maybe that's more yeah, coping, I, coping mechanisms. Yeah. I was about to say, and sometimes that's what you need, right? Like mm-hmm. if you don't feel good, you might need to, to take a nap and that's mentally, mm-hmm. physically, mm-hmm. emotionally. But when you get up, don't automatically go to Netflix, you know, yeah. figure and out that, how And that feeling. might be from the symptom of like fatigue, exhaustion, and like, just like, yeah, I just need to take a nap. So like, it's like, you have to, you're kind of dealing with the symptoms of it, but then at some point it's like, all right, I'm feeling so tired. Like what's up with this? And now having that conversation, um, for the, anybody who's watching the video, you can see I'm, not at home um and I was outside at first and it was really nice and then I had to come inside but I you know I was just like man I'm just need to get away like but I always feel like that that's the first thing that's when I know I'm dealing with something when I start looking at fights all day and like trying to think about fake planning and I say fake planning because like I don't really be making the actual plan it's like how much would it cost to go here and do this or do that or whatever and like just get away from everything but I also noticed now that I've, you know, gone away for the weekend and trying to chill, like I didn't even have my phone on me all day yesterday, but it's like, okay, there's still something to address, I guess. And it's like, you know, that doesn't just solve it, just doing part, that part. Um, and so I think that what I'm learning from this episode and what I would take from this is to still kind of have that combo with yourself and tell yourself everything is okay. Um, but then I started thinking, like, is that enough, too? Like, you know, we still have the stressors, like, which, you know, the difference between you feeling stressed and your stress and the stressors, the things that stress you from work and from people and whatever, all those things still exist. Um, so I don't know. I, but I also I need to try it. Right. So I'm sitting here like, maybe that won't work. But like, I should just do it and see. Well, so so that's the thing is your stressors will never go away. There will always, always mm-hmm. be something to stress you, whether but don't let it build actual. up. 
Yeah, but that's the only difference, right? You're building up your resiliency to something that you cannot change. Like we cannot change mm -hmm. that some that sometimes people are gonna be late with stuff or clients are mm -hmm. gonna do this or our partner might pop off crazy, you know, cause they're having mm -hmm. a bad day. Like you can't control mm -hmm. the, the world around you. The only thing you can control is yourself. And I really love that you brought up like wanting to get away because man, I know so many people and there's no judgment cause I've done it too. Where it's like, man, let me just get out the country. Let me fly away, especially mm -hmm. pre-pandemic. Let me do all these things. But the difference is whenever you go to Tahiti, whenever you go to wherever you're going, you're still with yourself. Mm -hmm. So all of the baggage and all of the things that you're not dealing with are still there. So mm -hmm. it's like, how can you live life in a way where you process mm -hmm. and let these things flow through you because you can't control them from coming up you can't mm -hmm. stop yourself from ever being stressed but how can you build up a routine that allows you to process them and take mm -hmm. the best care of yourself possible in, in a these real situations? way yeah in yeah. a very and real way surface. because you can also you can pick up a joint you can pick up a, a beer you can go on a trip like there's so many things you can even sometimes just calling somebody even if you're not really talking about the real stuff you know it's like mm -hmm. they're not always like they're not fully getting you where you need to be so um I like kind of talking about this in a way where it's like yeah it's more than like just lighting a candle and take a bath like you need to talk to yourself and you need to finish the stress cycles of making sure you know like you are good you're okay yeah, you have to, you have to do those things. That's when we say it starts with self. That's what it means. It's not just mm -hmm. great intentions. This is the actual work. Like this is the mm -hmm. actual part of self-care. Self-care, like I said, gets this really bad rep that it's like luxury, you know, pedicures and manicures mm -hmm. and baths and, and face masks, which good. is great. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's wonderful. But what happens whenever you like, you know, crying and can't, can't get out of bed because you're not dealing with your stuff. And it's like, mm -hmm. you, you can, you absolutely 1 million percent cannot stop things from stressing you. How are you going to deal with the stress? and trying to create a healthy framework for you to deal with stress. And that might look different for other people, but it always begins with noticing how you're feeling, checking in with yourself, seeing what you need, and then letting yourself know that you're safe and getting yourself to a safe space. Cause you might not be safe in that moment, but getting mm -hmm. yourself to a safe space, whatever mm -hmm. that looks like. I like how you reiterate that at the end too, cause that's really like what we're saying is, this is the process that we want you guys to get out of this. So I like that you did that again. And then also I recognize too, within those steps, if you're having a difficulty, like you're like, I'm not sure what I need. Or if you're having difficulty and like, what's my problem? Like that's where you kind of make it reach out and have other people kind of help, you know, be a balance board in some of those spaces to help you get through the cycle. Um, so that's good. I learned a lot actually. Shout out to, uh, yeah, what'd you say, Janae? Shout out to Janae, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Shout out five, us. I see you. Giving us a little little info to, to talk about. And look, she did not know how timely this was because both of us mm -hmm. was like, we out right. this weekend. I'm out. Right. I'm out. Um, yeah. Yeah. But shout out to us for still recording. Um, we're 150, <laughs> 157 deep, baby. Um, but I think they mentioned a couple of other things I just want to touch on. And then we'll get to our shout out, which I'm super excited about this week. But they mentioned that part of dealing with burnout is taking actions when you feel lonely. Mm -hmm. noticing your responses and making sure they're healthy when it comes to failure, protecting your self-esteem. Um, and that could be from yourself or from other people. We just did a whole episode on self-esteem. Mm -hmm. So if you need to run that back, do that. Battling negative thinking. We always talk about these negative narratives that we have, that we all of us have in our head. Mm -hmm. So fighting against those. But when, when thinking about dealing with stress and taking care of yourself, you're literally taking care of your mental health and your psychological wounds those like we compared it to very physical ones but making sure you build this resilience so that life can feel good it doesn't just have to be stress 
suck, repeat, stress, suck, repeat. Like that is mm-hmm. not what life is meant to be. And if that's where you feel that you're stuck, please reach out to somebody to get some help. Um, I am not a therapist, but I'll, you know, do my best to be here, but there are plenty mm-hmm. of therapists So we've had some on the bouts that are amazing. So check mm-hmm. them out too. Um, but yeah, life should feel good. It should be more than just surviving. It should feel like you're thriving. And so we have to transition our mindsets from that survival mindset to a thriving one. Wise words, good words. Hit us with a shout out since you're so hype. <laughs> oh, so this week's shout out is Band of Vices and they are a black owned art gallery in the West Adams district. Um, they just had a huge show with a bunch of black and brown artists from all over the United States. Um, it's actually showing it's until October. Oh, mm-hmm. and international, that's dope, I didn't mm-hmm. know that. And um, it's, it started this past week, but it goes until the end of October, or what date does it go to? Yeah, so the opening reception was this past Saturday, and you can, you know, reserve a time and go check out all of the art between now and the end of October. Awesome, it's so check them really out, good. Band of Vices. Yeah, we'll um, link them in the comments, or in the comment section, mm-hmm. so you can go check them out and support and see all the amazing pieces from all of these amazing artists. Um, and then the question of the week this week is, what is the best thing you've got going on in your life at the moment? Man, you know, what makes me feel crazy is the fact that, like, I feel like I really have to think about that. <laughs> the best thing going on. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's not a good sign. I don't want it to be just like, a, I woke up this morning. <laughs> I had a, a, meal, I had a good meal. Right. <laughs> All right, what's really actually going on? <laughs> the best thing, the best thing. Hmm. If you already have an answer, I think I'm really trying to think for real. You know, you know, I really, the one I was going to give was a very surface level. Sorry. Um, the one I was about to give was a very surface level answer. Um, I would say I had a hell of a week. I had a very like not great week looking back at it Mm -hmm. a couple days were very (laughs) terrible for me um Mm. but what I'll say the best thing is that I was able to get through it Mm. and like I had like what would normally have taken me a while to bounce back like I was able to do in only a couple like a day or two which would normally Mm. take me like a lot longer um I took some self-care days I told my personal training clients hey I love y'all but I need some mental health days Mm -hmm. I can't do this today and I'm really proud of myself because I would have never done that before I would have felt really bad so I would say the best thing that I have going on is that all of the stuff that I'm doing to take care of myself is working Mm -hmm. that's good even if it doesn't feel good um so I feel like the technically the best thing going on is um you know forward movement and just getting good results with clients and with work um, it's probably one of the best things, but the fact that, but it also doesn't feel like the best thing, if that makes sense, like, mm-hmm. the fact that right now, and that's what I was kind of alluding to earlier, is, like, nothing feels like anything right now, and this is not, like, a Lex <laughs> trying to depress the end of the episode, but, like, oh. I'm really, I've, what I, I forgot who I told you, I was, like, if I could, maybe I shouldn't say this, but I was, like, if I could Thanos myself, like, because I do not, I don't, I don't ideate about killing myself, like, I never ideate about that, but I, I do always think about being like, yeah, like I'm just over it. Like if I could snap my fingers and I just wasn't here, like that's how I've been feeling. So like when I think, look at this question and so I'm like, uh, I feel like there should be things because 
like we've said before, there's a lot of times it's like, yo, I got to figure out these bills or something going on with the car or like money stuff, you you know, for the most part, or health, health things also. Um, and right now it's like, oh, there's not any real like crazy issues, but also nothing also feels that like standout-ish, but it, I think it should. So that's kind of like the lens that I'm trying to recalibrate right now is like, how do you have a more appreciative or like joyful lens on things when things are going good um so yeah I don't know technically though I would for sure say work stuff just because I, I it's it's being impactful and like band devices and one of our clients they were super growing I sent somebody to the to their gallery the other day and they actually bought work like they bought art um and then they're you know their socials growing things like that the other other new clients they're doing really well they're really pleased getting new things coming and all of the, all of that stuff but I don't care right now but maybe it's but between maybe me and you Sanford at the end of the episode that's between y'all um, but what I'll say is maybe that's part of that depersonalization right and you shouldn't say why well, I yeah. should feel like this like maybe yeah. you're not able to feel that because you just have so much shit going on and that's okay but I'll never say that's why I felt moments, that part because I was like yeah I don't I just don't care right now I would just say in those moments when you can't feel anything else so I read this book called ask and it is given I actually made a reel about this recently it's like you just have to try to feel one step better and so mm -hmm. if on the scale mm -hmm. you're just like there's 22 levels of emotions and if you're at the bottom which is like um insecurity fear doubt worry which it doesn't even sound like you're there you look up like anger is above that so if you can find something to mm -hmm. be angry about that gets you mm -hmm. out of that and so what i would challenge you to say and oh, to anybody who, who might struggle with like oh i don't feel like anything is good right now okay don't force it to be that mm -hmm. the, literally don't force it allow yourself to be there but just try to feel one step better than where you are maybe we'll have to I talk about asking <laughs> i think it's probably worse though because it's not like i don't feel like anything's good i just don't feel anything okay like, and i think there's some <laughs> i think that's one of the levels too uh -huh. but if you can find something above it or find something that makes you feel good like yo that food i had last night was fire which that's always okay. is that yeah. that would be it for me like i live i live at a fire breakfast i've had a fire meal lunch yesterday like we were um kind of up in Monterey areas it's like I saw seals there was like this there's seal rock there's this big rock there's all these seals like rrr, rrr, rrr. and we had like lunch and like you're seeing over the ocean and all that and it's like oh those moments like those are great moments and like, like I said, left, left my phone at home didn't think about anything so yeah it's, it's within the moments but then like when I'm just chilling I'm like uh. yeah but see that's what I'm saying it's not like you're mm -hmm. in it to feel think, reach back to the moments like yeah. that to reach back to the things that make you feel good. If I've been mm -hmm. reading a lot of Abraham Hicks lately, so imagine we're going to have an mm -hmm. episode on that at some point, but <laughs> if you can just make yourself feel good in the moment and it can mm -hmm. be something that seemingly small, it doesn't even have to be the big things. Cause in the end, the, the small things mean more than the big things anyways. Mm -hmm. So it's those mm -hmm. little moments when you see the mountains, when you that see the fair. rocks, yep. you see the seals. So mm -hmm. allow yourself to revel in that and don't force yourself to feel any type of motherfucking way. Cause you don't have to start <laughs> for the curse words, but. Bloop. <laughs> right. right it's all right i understand <laughs> yeah so yeah just that's great and i'll say for mine i had a hell of a fucking week i felt terrible i i also was like man can i thanos myself but not like i suicide ideation but for real same thing if i just was not here like <laughs> it'd be cool <laughs> right yeah it wouldn't be no I, problem <laughs> no problems we all cheered literally but um yeah i would say that and then like you're still watching my flowers because these make me happy oh yeah yeah. So. Yeah. That's little fair. Little, little, so, yeah. It's the little things you pay attention to. 
So hopefully this was helpful to anybody yeah. listening, understanding how to deal with these feelings and just being tired and disconnected because I think a lot of people have been. So And are. Mm-hmm. So hit us, let us know at Carly's Couch on every social media platform. Our TikTok is going, so follow us there. <laughs> we have, I be having fun on TikTok. <laughs> oh, God. Look, I'm glad you do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you do. Thanks, guys. Are we done? We'll see y'all. Look, we're going to see y'all. Y'all have a good week. Y'all figure it out this week. (laughs) Bye.